Hello, welcome to First Person, a podcast brought to you by Coleman FBC. I'm Chuck, and during the next few minutes, I'll join you, the listener, as we meet and get to know others in the First Baptist family. Together, we'll learn about them, their families, and what brought them to Coleman. First, I want to thank the production team of Karen Harmon and Vance Donahue for their help in making this podcast available. So I have as my guest today, a good friend, got to be a good friend, Mr. Bobby Irwin. Uh, Bobby is a relatively new member. He and his wife, family, uh, actually just you and your wife, mm-hmm. uh, are, are new members of First Baptist. And even though you've been here, what, a couple of years, maybe, something like um, that? Two and a half years. Yeah. So Bobby moved up from Birmingham and came and uh, lives down on Smith Lake, and uh, he came here. And so I'm looking forward to getting to spend some time with him, getting to know for you having an opportunity to get to know Bobby. So, Bobby, it's great to have you, and uh, we look forward to getting to know a little bit more about you, what your story is, and uh, how how God has used you, how God has been worked in your life, working in your life. I know He has. Mm-hmm. Uh, first thing, uh, tell us about you. Tell us about your family and uh, your kids or your child, whatever, grandkids, if you have to. And I know I know how important that is to <laughs> mention the grandchildren. So yeah. tell us about your family. I've been married uh, almost 48 years, 48 years, the end of December. And uh, my wife's name's Sharon. She is, um, we've actually been together along with that in terms of knowing each other. We were uh, close during college years and knew we were going to eventually get married. So actually it's not 48, it's more like 53 or 54 years, I guess. But she is a a very, I know the Bible uses helpmate uh, when Eve was given Adam and uh, she is very much a helpmate to me. She supports me, has always supported me in my educational years and uh, in my ministerial years. She's been uh, just a wonderful uh, gift uh, in terms of uh, her ability to encourage me and and uh, give me advice sometimes when I need it. Well, Tom and I both, in an earlier broadcast, he and I were talking about it, and you probably, like all the rest of us, outkicked the coverage. Or, I did. Absolutely. Are you married up? And most of us who I'm have a, way up. <laughs> a godly wife would say that. I mean, and, yes. and she's a precious lady, and I know um, that you're, you you feel blessed, just like I do, to to been able to spend these years Absolutely. and have a person that helps and involved mm-hmm. in ministry. Yep. Tell us about your daughter. I know you have a daughter. We have a daughter. Her name is Jana. Uh, she is 36 and uh, has a little two-year-old son and her husband, who's named Randy. Her, her, grand, her son is named Kai, our grandson. Uh, he turned two years old uh, just just a few months ago, uh, September the 5th, I believe it was. And we were there to ce- yeah. celebrate his second birthday. And he definitely has changed our lives. And uh, I heard it said many years ago that there's a reason why they call them grandkids, yeah. or grandchildren, and, yeah. and we we've learned through the last two years how how true that is. That he's a he's a grand addition to our family, and what a blessing he is. He just grows so fast. And, oh yeah. To watch them. Now the bad thing about and a bad thing, the unfortunate thing is that they live 800 miles away from us right. in Virginia Beach. Yeah, that is and, pretty uh, unfortunate. Yeah, I have to and agree. so. Uh, that has taken some adjustment and getting used to, but I guess it makes uh, the old saying is absence makes a heart go fonder. Go fonder. And that's true, yeah. of not just married folks, but of grandchildren and children and so forth. And yeah. very, uh, very blessed to have him in our family and, and Jan and Randy as well. Well, uh, I know that uh, if you're like I am, when I, when I meet someone or when people are getting to know someone, one of the first things they'll always want to know and I and we we send we seem to want to establish this mm-hmm. 
And then it's like, where are you from? Yeah. So tell us about where you're from. Okay. And I grew up in the early 50s or mid 50s to 60s uh, down in a little town right outside of Birmingham called Tarrant. Tarrant, Alabama. Uh, I very often say this, and it's true, and I, I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one that grew up in a special place, but it has always been a very, very special place uh, to me. And I know we spend a lot of time with our high school graduate friends uh, over the years, and we all seem to agree that uh, there yeah. couldn't have been a better place to grow up. We oh, were yeah. all, it was a, uh, uh, a blue collar place, you know. Mm -hmm. Most dads worked in the steel industry or the concrete industry or something like that, and they were part of that greatest generation. Uh, the dads and moms were, and and there's a reason they. I'm glad they named that because they couldn't have been a greater generation. Uh, they had to grow up and mature in a real short period of time. Right. Uh, most of them in late teens, you know, yeah. as they uh, took on our enemies overseas and. All those kind of things. I just feel so fortunate. I look back on the lessons my mom and dad both taught us, one brother and two sisters, and growing up. And uh, I, I wouldn't take anything. I wouldn't change places with anybody anywhere for, for yeah. you know, for what I learned and, and, and was able to gather and, and through right. growing up years. Well, so moving on, like you, you grew up in Tarrant mm -hmm. uh, in the community close to Birmingham. I know something about your background, but so give us just an idea of like your vocational experience. Where you, where did God take you, and how did you? Okay. What did you go to okay. from? Obviously, you grew up in Tarrant, went to school, went to school probably in the Birmingham area, Sanford. I don't know, I'm not sure. Yep. And uh, so tell us about. Well, I was, uh, I'm not, I'm not, I was not a. a a young man who retired quickly in high school. Okay, <laughs> I, I was uh, a little bit behind the behind where I should have been as far as maturity, and that included uh, knowing kind of what I wanted to do with my life. And mm -hmm. so uh, I had heard and listened uh, about business and all that kind of stuff through my young life, and I so I, I decided I was going to major in business mm -hmm. or accounting or some form of business. And I tried that; that didn't work well. And I got to a point in my life I was just really miserable when I was in the sophomore year of my college years, and and I got to the point where I was just going to quit school and go in the army or navy or air force or something mm -hmm. uh, in order to try to get some maturity and and get some meaning in my life. Right. I knew the Lord. I've been saved at ten years old and grazed in a great church there in Tarrant, and uh, but I, I really had not fully considered what God wanted with my life and so I'd, I'd always said I was not going to be a teacher. Uh, I just <laughs> Never do I, that. I had uh, yeah. no desire at all in my heart to be a teacher. And, Never do uh, that. No. Yeah and so I got to the point that sophomore year when I just stopped and, and we just got you know really kind of poor before the Lord if you will. Right. Prayed earnestly for several weeks and uh, you know all those kind of things but I, I mean he, he had me where he wanted me. Not necessarily I wanted to be there but he, he mm -hmm. had me there. And so I just decided, I told the Lord, I, I remember saying in my heart, you know, uh, I'm not moving until I hear from you. That was a tough commitment to say because mm -hmm. I didn't know when it was going to be. Well, a few weeks later, maybe a month or so, maybe a little longer, he, I didn't hear a voice. I didn't hear, you know, thunderclaps or anything like that. But I, he impressed on my heart, you're going to be a music teacher. And so I got busy. I was in junior college at the time trying to help, yeah. help that maturity along, help that plan along. And. Not that God needs any help, but there was a, a man who was uh, very instrumental in my life, uh, Max Gartman. Max was uh, our minister of music at my home church. I went and talked to Max, and he was a professor also at Sanford hmm. at the time. So 
we talked and had spent a lot of time together there. He was just thrilled, you know, about about my, my story. Uh, he said, well, let's see what we can do. He said, would you, you ever thought about going to Sanford? I said, well, not much. I didn't think I could, hmm. could make the cut there. But anyway, long story short, we got an interview with Dr. Ray over at Sanford. He was a dean of the School of Music, Claude Ray. Did an interview and did an audition, got in the School of Music, and uh, the next year I transferred, that, that summer, transferred to Sanford. Yeah. And I had uh, been in a college of music, or what do you want to call it, at Jeff State, the Department of Music. Got to know those people well. They helped me along the way, encouraged me, and I think most everybody else in that group at Jeff State were going to Montevallo or Alabama or Auburn, and I think I was the only one who went to Sanford. But mm-hmm. uh, anyway, started that summer, Sharon and I both did, and I took a heavy load. Uh, I, I, I took um, Old Testament and, uh, <laughs> and music history in the first term, and New Testament and music history in the second term. Right. I learned real quickly how to study. Right. <laughs> I did too. That was a blessing. It stretched me. I needed to be stretched. And uh, and, and then we get in, into the fall quarter, started with theory and all those things and in university corral with Dr. Paul Hall and and then, then later in the acapella choir, Dr. Black, we, you know, in two and a half years was gone and I was graduated and started yeah. teaching after that. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, from what you and I've talked about in the past. So your education career took you in a lot of different places, mm-hmm. moved you around. Mm-hmm. Kind of give us a thumbnail sketch of how that went. I know you and I've talked about right. uh, Sand Mountain. We both mm-hmm. spent some time mm-hmm. on Sand yep. Mountain. And uh, God, I know God used you there. We, we've got some common friends over oh, there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, But tell us how you wound up with your education. And I know you continued to serve in churches mm-hmm. and bivocationally some, and then eventually full-time. Tell us how all that worked out, Bobby. Well, shortly after uh, I decided to, or the Lord helped me decide to go into music, uh, music education, uh, I was, I got a call from a fellow who had graduated from Tarrant High School a couple years, maybe a year or so before that, and he he and his wife were headed to Southwestern Seminary. His Mm -hmm. name was Butch Tucker, and he said, "I, I heard where you were looking for a church. And this was in the summer, before I started Sanford, and I said, hmm, I'm not sure where you heard that from. Because <laughs> I never talked to him, and I don't, yeah. I don't think I told anybody that. Yeah. So anyway, he called, he said, why don't you come down to the church where I'm serving now on the western side of town and just sit in the back, just come in, you're a guest, and, and we'll talk on Monday or Tuesday because we're leaving at the end of the week going to Texas. Right. So long story short, we talked, the committee met with me. They said, let's, let's put you on a trial basis. They had no idea who I was, you know. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, Butch introduced me and, to them and, and uh, they got on their way to Texas. I was on my way short, shortly after that to three years at, at Sandusky First Baptist. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I had a lot to learn. Boy, I was great. Well, we all did. We all but did. I was only 19 years old. So. Yeah. Yeah. Understand. <laughs> yeah. Understand. And then after that, uh, we served We served there three years. Went to uh, Walker's Chapel uh, under J.W. Drummond. Uh, just a godly man. I loved him and what a preacher he was. And uh, helped me mature some more. Had a great youth choir there and spent three or four years there. And from there, went to Eastside Baptist. And I was during this time, I was teaching uh, uh, elementary, middle school, and high school music at Ter- in the Terrence schools. Mm-hmm. So I went to each every three, each of the three schools every day for five mm-hmm. days for four years. Right. So, uh, so I got a real good dose yeah. of elementary, middle, and, and, and senior high music, and uh, 
lots of time planning those things. Uh, but yeah. uh, but it was fun for four years, and, and I felt like I wanted to go in administration. Went on and got a master's degree at Sanford and a, uh, another, what they call an educational specialist degree at UAB. From there, I went to the assistant principalship, and then principalship served. Uh, we were in two years in Auburn working on another degree, and uh, after that, I, we moved to Gunnersville, Alabama. Hmm. You said Sand Mountain. That's yeah. right at the foot. But, right, uh, yeah. Marshall yeah, County. Marshall yeah. County, yeah. Alabama. That's right. And uh, served there at the middle school there in Gunnersville for nine years. Wonderful years, wonderful growing years, and just a great, great town. Supported the schools and their principals. and. Uh, wonderful board of education. Beautiful and, place. Oh, it really man. is so yeah. nice up yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. So uh, and then from there we uh, we went to uh, Aniana High School for a couple of years uh, and moved from there to back to Trustful. We lived in Trustful for 25 years, I guess, before we moved up here. Mm-hmm. But uh, while we were in Trustful, I served at Door High School and then eventually moved back to Jefferson County. Jefferson County Schools and became principal at Bragg Middle School and I was there I actually was assistant principal there and then later principal at Bragg Middle School and then I retired in 1999 with 26 years and really didn't know a lot of what I was going to do after that because I was only 48 49 years old I knew right. I could just go home Quit. and sit yeah. you know? and so I uh, began to pray about that and send out some feelers we had been at First Baptist Trustful six years after moving to, to Trustful and then retired. Uh, a couple of weeks after I retired in Jefferson County, I uh, got a call from head of the personnel committee, Dennis Hill, and he said, hey, uh, we've got a resignation uh, and a retirement with our uh, couple of our staff members. We need a senior adult minister. Would you like to try that? And I said, sure. So I tried it for a year. and Yeah. 18 years later, I retired from that. So, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it, it was a, it was a, yeah. it was a haul. I tell you. Well, I know, I know. But, but those experiences and that, that varied experience just make, for me personally, speaking for me personally, it's mm-hmm. a joy to have someone in the choir, yeah, uh, involved in our church mm-hmm. that has that kind of experience with church and uh, leading, you know, different mm-hmm. parts of it and all that kind of. You, know, you served as a, you know, executive pastor and senior adult or adult ministry and those different kind of things. And so um, it's just a blessing to have someone with that kind of experience. So I think that um, for the most part, I know you've, you've, you you and Sharon have moved down to the lake. So tell me what you do down there when you're in your fun time. Well, i tell you what, I, I really enjoy getting out and working. There's, uh, I didn't, I guess I did realize this before we, we, we bought the place in 06 and didn't move up here until 16, 2016. So I kind of knew about what was, you know, what was coming as far as moving up here. The good news is we didn't have to take care of two houses mm-hmm. after yeah. we moved up here, which right. was a real blessing. So it lets, it's, it lets me kind of focus on, on pro, I call them projects, you know. There's always a little project here yeah. or there. And uh, there's a lot to do. To do and, yeah. and anybody who's lived at the lake knows there's a lot to be done oh, to keep goodness. up the lake house. Yeah. Yep. yeah, but you're enjoying it. Oh, well, yeah. so have you been able to hear that? one of the things that I ask people, and that I want to ask people, you've, you've come to First Baptist and you guys come, and and uh, have you been able to get involved in a small group? I know that you're in choir, and I mm-hmm. think that counts as a, a small group. Small group. Sure. Yeah, right. But what else have you been able to 
to get involved in since you've been here? Well, uh, we uh, as soon as we decided we were going to join here, even before, we uh, decided to uh, visit Scott's class, Scott okay. Collins' class. Yeah. We visited some other classes. We kind of settled on, on Scott's class, and re- we're still there, enjoyed it. Uh, sort of midway through that last year when we came back, started coming back after COVID, uh, I was asked to uh, teach a senior adult men's class. Mm-hmm. I kind of took it on, not knowing how long that was going to go. Right. It went on for about five months. Mm-hmm. And then knowing that uh, I really want to kind of get back in, in Scott's class, on, at least on a part-time and yeah. visiting. Um, so the original teacher, Lavelle, and I, Got got our heads together. We decided we'd do we'd go on a rotating basis. So we mm. now have four different people. Let's see, maybe five people teaching. So you teach once a, you know a month, and then you're off, or you teach a, right. if there's a six part series in the class or in a study like Ezekiel or Luke or something like that. Rather than doing rather than chopping that up, we're trying to just go ahead and go through that yeah. the whole thing. You know, yeah. so uh, I think I start teaching again the last Sunday in November. Right, and yeah. it will be Philemon. The smallest book in the Bible, one of my favorite books. Oh, it's a great, yeah. And then from there, we're going into Ezekiel for about six weeks. And and then after that, I'll go back in Scott's class with Sharon. So So finding a place of service has not been a problem for you. Not at all. (laughs) Well, I know that, you know, having having served on church staff and those kind of things, you you see the the need for that. And yet at the same time, the wonderful thing is from the perspective that you have, you know what God can use you to do. And for us, as uh, you know, me personally as a staff person, having someone that that knows what God can do in their life and how God can use them um, is a huge, a huge blessing. So my prayer, I guess, and I, I'm a little selfish, is that that we can keep you around and and keep you you and sharing doing mm-hmm. the things that you enjoy. I, you know, one of the things that I've, I've often wondered about, and one of the things you have to guard against is when you serve on staff at a church uh if you're not careful you could lose your enjoyment you know yeah, and you, you sometimes get spread thin yeah and, you, know, you do yep. yeah and so what i think is refreshing to me is that with all that experience and all that knowledge you still know how to keep the main thing the main thing and so to me that's just a blessing of god and and i know it, it you know it's just a different chapter for you guys mm-hmm. and so it's retirement right but you still see the need to be involved. We require we retired, but we didn't quit. Yeah, and that's the thing. You yeah. know, I remember years ago when I was teaching uh, "Experiencing God," mm-hmm. written by Henry Blackaby, one of my champions of the faith. I guess uh, he said, uh, somebody asked him one time, "How do you know where God's leading you? How do you know where God?" He said, "Well, years ago when I went to Canada as a missionary, he said I never had been a pastor before. Mm-hmm. But I knew God was." calling me a pastor but before that I was a Sunday school teacher mm-hmm. I never had taught Sunday school before but mm-hmm. I start I started and God equipped me to do that right he said I'd had to do some studying he said then they asked me to be the education minister I never had done that before <laughs> he said God opened that door I stepped in by faith and he equipped me to do that right and he said on and on there was about five different things that he had never done before right but he felt God was in it, and he walked in by faith, walked through that door by faith, and God equipped him. And now that's not always going to work out, but yeah. but most of the time, you know, if you use your God-given abilities, you know, minds and so forth, and, and really kind of seek His will, 
not kind of, but seek his will and trust him. If that door stays open, when they call me to be a senior adult minister, right. I'd never been, a, I had no idea. Yeah. But um, I started, I got to know some guys around that had done senior adult ministry. They helped me a great deal. And just, uh, and the senior adults helped me. Oh, yeah. You know, I had yeah, a good advisory group. And, oh, yeah. Uh, they take ownership of what's going on. It's, uh, absolutely. They didn't know. want me to fail because they didn't want the program to fail. Well, right? sure. <laughs> yeah, it's always, yeah. yeah. And that's really what a leader is, isn't yeah, it? I mean, if right. you can, um, if you, it, it's really all about mobilizing somebody or something. Mm-hmm. At least mm-hmm. I think this is not a, a leadership broadcast or anything right. like that. But it is true. You've got to, your leaders, uh, if you're going to be a leader, it's just about mobilization. It it's is. about relationships, about yeah. loving on people and getting mm-hmm. to know who they are and what they're all about. Right. And so, hence, that's why we, we're doing this first person broadcast is because uh, people see you in the choir, mm-hmm. uh, and they see you teaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've seen you lead music yep. for me. So, but they don't really know a whole lot, you know, about right. your story. Right. And so, I think this is a great idea. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so I'm think I'm thankful that you were willing to oh, yeah. come along and subject yourself to this. You know, I have <laughs> never done this before. So Every, well, <laughs> hey, well, that's it. Well, you're doing a great job, great. and and you know, actually, we're both together on that. We've yep. both never done this. Like this, and so. you're doing a great job too. Well, thanks, thanks, thanks. <laughs> Aren't we great? Are we, are we patting each other on the back? There you go. I like that. We're <laughs> yeah. always doing that. Well, Bobby, I love you, and I know that uh, that you're, you know, it's just going. I'm looking forward to us getting to do things together. We already mm-hmm. have, and from the time you and I first met, we were able to strike up a friendship. Mm-hmm. A lot of that through common experience. Absolutely. You know, uh, I thought it was interesting when I was talking to Tom. Tom was talking about surrendering to the ministry. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned the same things uh, that we were, uh, that you were, God was dealing with you on how he was dealing with you. And I thought about that. And I thought about how that as a person who's a, a music person, how we surrender to the ministry. And it's kind of funny because it's, it's as if God gave you something, you know, our, our surrendering is different though. You have to surrender what he's, which we all should, mm-hmm. he's giving you a gift or he's giving you a talent. The question is, what are you going to do with right, it? Right. You know, and, and so you can use the, you know, it's like you've got this talent that you can use and use in different ways. And so you served as a, as a minister of music, mm-hmm. a lot by vocation when you were, we were 14 in, years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I know my goodness, the, the, when I, when I see though to me those are the guys that are heroes, whether it be a bivocational pastor oh, yeah. or a bivocational music minister, yeah. because there is, as you and I have said before, there's the relentless return of the Sabbath. They come, they come really quick. It's always coming. That's it's right. always coming, it's always and you're coming. trying to work and manage a family and yep. all that kind of stuff. So yeah. that's an incredible ministry to have people that do that, yeah. and then as a as a, a principal, mm-hmm. you know, to have a godly person in those roles. A person that seeks God, not that you're perfect or I'm perfect, no, but, right. but you know, we seek him, you, sure. you know, sought him. And then, man, what a way to kind of finish that vocational ministry with those seniors at first trustful. That's a, that's an incredible church. I know. Yeah. I, I say to many, I've said this to you before, Chuck, uh, all the experiences I've had, you know, throughout the time I started my first church down at Sandusky and through First Baptist Trustful, I, I've got to say, you know, all those things were not perfect experiences, but right. they were learning experiences for me. And the people that I came into contact with and learned and loved, 
I'm telling you, I, I, we've been so blessed. Oh, we, yeah. I, I mean, I yeah. wouldn't take anything. I wouldn't change places with anybody. Right. I really well, wouldn't. I, I, the children of God and believers, I, I agree. Mm -hmm. We always look back on that. While we're going through, sometimes we don't always yeah, know that. That's right. And then we look back and we say, that was good. That, that, that was in control. That worked out pretty well. <laughs> he was in control. <laughs> he, was, he did pretty good. Yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah. One of the greatest blessings of a thriving church to me is that when new people come along mm -hmm. and having the opportunity to embrace new people and then we grow together. So I appreciate you adding to the body, being another part well, of the body. It's great to be here. The only thing that will change it is if God opens another door. Well, I know yeah. that, you know, and he, you never know. You never, you never say never. You know, right. you're That's exactly right. right. Well, thank you, Bobby. Thank I love you, you brother. Love you too, man. Take thank care. You. All right. It. Talk All right. to you later. Okay. Thank you for listening to First Person. I want to encourage you to share this podcast with friends and family.